Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. We are in the Capricorn season. The sun is shining bright in some places. It's raining and snowing in others. But... <laughs> yeah, Mercury is with the sun. So Ooh. if you see the sun, you can picture Mercury right mm-hmm. there, burning in its glare. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I have to say right now, the chart is so fast. We've only got really the sun and Mercury and Pluto in an Earth sign. Mm. And uh, yeah, the energies are really running fast Mm-mm-mm. right now. So thank God for the sun being in Capricorn. Yeah. And grounding us. Space cord, space cord. We invite you to join us as we learn about the Capricorn Archetype. That conjunct was, I feel super accelerated, 100%. My friends <laughs> yeah. and I kept saying like, seven days to ascension, seven days to ascension. <laughs> and and the, you're still here. Yeah, so that, <laughs> but we keep saying it though. Like the seven right. days have passed and we're like, seven more days to ascension. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but it does kind of feel like a liftoff. And mm. even like seeing the COVID, like COVID spreading again, like wildfire. Mm. Uh, I think that's all part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue. It's going to keep accelerating because Neptune is going to square the, the nodes, the axis mm-hmm. of the nodes. Mm. So that's going to just, yeah, anything could happen in right. the next few weeks. Yeah. Absolutely anything. Which is interesting for us in our imagination and what we can bring in for ourselves, what we can tap into, mm. all that is really going to open up. I'm here for it. I'm into it. I mean, Pele exploded right as the conjunct right. happened. So we are, we're very active and we're, <laughs> we're in the flow. That's a fact. We would like to introduce you to astrology student, Rachel Villaverde. Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. And by the flow, it's like that ultimate destruction and that ultimate creation. So, yeah, and we've got both Mars and Venus, so our mm-hmm. archetypal masculine, feminine in fire signs. Mars mm-hmm. is in Aries, the moon is in Aries right now. Um, mm-hmm. Venus is in Sag, so it's bringing fire mm-hmm. into the world. Yeah. And you guys are actually seeing it yeah feeling it seeing it hearing it kind of when you actually go to the caldera you can you can hear the the, like lava becoming combustion of like water to lava smoke you know cloud is but it's it's pretty well and i guess then those clouds are going to keep moving and end up where North America, uh, well, like where, where do they go? They go over know? Oahu, so that means that they're traveling west. Is that right? West, okay. yeah, like Kona. So, like other islands will get what they call vog, 
which is essentially yeah. that ash, right? And so they'll get vog warnings about, you know, stay indoors, the air quality is really bad. Mm. That's definitely a thing. And some people are more sensitive than others, but I can't imagine that it's good to be inhaling no. <laughs> small pieces of what, <laughs> what I believe or what has been told to me is almost like small bits of like fiberglass, you know? Wow. Um, lava is like glass when it dries. It's so, lava is so insane. I, yeah, marvel at it more and more. Um, it makes a horrible beach. <laughs> in my humble opinion no it, i mean those when Can, you, oh my god because hurt you like it's yeah. it's yeah yeah you, i have to i have to watch the waters for at least 15 minutes before i go in them because yeah. it is whatever's happening underneath there from the old lava that has created this quote-unquote beach yeah it's definitely working in ways that are like it'll tear you up for sure yeah yeah <laughs> it's nature so, wow <laughs> yeah, nature. It's She's so amazing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Capricorn season. Capricorn has an interesting reputation, I think. And I'm very excited to learn more about what you know. Well, I'd, lo I'd love to hear what you know about Capricorn. Okay, so my understanding of Capricorn is like hard workers, super ambitious. They are the sea goat or the goat. I'm not really sure why they're the sea goat. I feel like the goat makes more sense to me because they will climb those mountains regardless um, of what's in the way, obstacles, they keep going. I think it's because the, the, it's the constellation. Of the mm. sea goat. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. Kind of cold is the impression that I get because they're so hardworking and it's almost like they'll kind of plow over whatever they need to, to get to where they want to go. And that's pretty much when I think Capricorn, like that's the reputation, like this very kind of like narrow focus ability to like persevere through everything. So there's this strength, there's this like rock earth energy. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much all I know, I think. Yeah. Well, it is quite accurate that, I mean, it's, it's an earth sign. So they're, they are invested in creating structures that have integrity. Mm. So they are of the earth signs are the ones that are the leaders, like the prime ministers, the ones who are organizing and responsible for people. So it's a very responsible archetype and they feel they have to take on responsibility. So I think that I wouldn't describe them so much as ambitious. Okay. It's more like they, they really crave responsibility and they crave the respect that comes from responsibility because if they don't have a position where they have responsibility, they don't get to shine in the way that they want to shine. Mm. So, so it's not like, amb like ambitious has a bit more fire to it. Okay. You know, they're more like they feel this strong need that things have to get done and that they have to do it, you know? Mm. So someone who's born like with a Capricorn moon will immediately want to take on responsibility in the household. Like they will want it. Mm. Um, they will naturally seek it out mm. and I'll get into this more later, um, but they won't get it. <laughs> initially mm. and so what you said about too about them like sort of um seem very driven and that they would walk over anyone is that they don't take their personal needs into consideration we would like to introduce you to astrologer kate rusko virgo sun gemini moon pisces rising when you don't take your own personal needs into consideration, you're not taking other people's <laughs> personal needs right, into consideration okay. either. What they're thinking about is, you know, what needs to happen mm. because they're in charge. 
structures need to be put into place so that things keep on working. So that, you know, whether you're the Capricorn of the family, like is everyone getting what they need or you're working in a business, like is it structured the way it should be? Um, These Mm. are like the the teachers too, you know, they're the Mm. ones you go to for answers. So Mm -hmm. they have like very little understanding of whatever is personal. Like your mm. feelings don't come into consideration because it's more like something needs to be done. Like mm. when you talk about nature and the cycles, mm. Capricorn's connected to that as well. And it's like, well, if we need to plow the field, I don't care if you're not feeling like it, it's time to do it. You know, like mm. we have to get the job done. You know, someone with a lot of Capricorn in their chart does need to make sure that they do consider even themselves. Mm. Like, what do, what do I need? out of this? Mm. Am I happy doing this job or am I just taking on responsibility because I feel like I have to? Mm. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I appreciate you bringing that more accurately around with regards to that. Yeah. Neglect well, of self. Like, you know, you know, cause you're not wrong when you say that, like that's what right. people see, but like, it's like sort of seeing There's, behind the scenes and going, exactly. Oh, Right. Like, it's not that they're ignoring my needs. They don't even know they exist. Right. <laughs> like, right. you know, like, it's just not, they're like, because I'm sure if you went up to a Capricorn and said, listen, I'm feeling this, whatever, they would sit down and listen to you, mm-hmm. but it would come as a surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, just let's just get the job done. You know? Right. And I also want to add that Capricorn traditionally is seen as kind of like the father the patriarchy. Mm. But shamanic astrology has reintroduced the concept of Capricorn possibly being more feminine and being associated Mm. with the circle of grandmothers, Mm. um, the ones in native um, societies that Mm. hired the the group of women, elder women who hired and fired the chiefs. Mm -hmm. So it's more of this like wise feminine energy that's Mm. going to make sure that the next seven generations are taken care of. So when I was musing about Capricorn before getting the call, I was thinking, you know, like the transition between, let's say, the, the stern father, you know, because right. can, can have that thing of, you know, you didn't do right, it's right or it's mm-hmm. wrong, and, and can be very self-critical. If you move from the father to like the grandmother, mm-hmm. grandparents can be way more permissive, right? Because mm-hmm. they're they've seen so much more. Although they won't take, you know, as you know, shit from you, like they right. will let you do more than your parents might let you do because mm. they're just more, a little more relaxed because they're older. Right. You know, it's not, it's not the case for all grandparents, but it can be. So it's more of an energy that's less stern and less yeah. critical and less, you know, you have to do it right. And I think mm. that's something that I think we need to get rid of. We need to transmute that. Mm. And it's interesting right now that the sun is conjunct Mercury, which is the way we think and the way we perceive and organize reality. Mm. And all the rest of the chart is kind of like way out there, you know, yeah. like sort of drawing in all sorts of possibilities so that maybe that Mercury in Capricorn right now can mm. sort of think up, dream up new ways of being that allow for way more possibilities that aren't so mm. limiting. You know, this is the only way. Right. Like, this way you're right. failing. Oh, that's awesome. I love yeah. that a lot. Is that also the same with regards to Saturn? Because when I think that, uh-huh. yeah. that kind of, you know, masculine energy, I think it's associated with Saturn, which is very mm-hmm. tied to Capricorn. So is that also yeah. kind of being translated? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Last March, I did a whole bunch of readings. It was just like, I just put a call out, like I did free readings for people, the mini mm-hmm. readings. Mm-hmm. And I had so many women come to me, like ask for readings who mm-hmm. had a strong Capricorn signature. Like they're all under some pretty heavy duty transits this year. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And I felt like afterwards, I'm like, oh, they're all being called, these women who are leaders, they're being called to really work at that aspect of themselves so they Mm. can like release all the shoulds and all the like limitations and restrictions and Mm. really step into their leadership in a way that feels more authentic to them and not so, just not so strict. Yeah. And I really feel like this, I almost felt like it was an army gathering (laughs) to like, Mm. you know, lead us into Mm -hmm. the future. That's great. I'm into it. I was thinking of people with the sun in Capricorn and the one, (laughs) the one I wanted to discuss was Jesus as we are might as well days away from, from Christmas. And uh, I've been reading a bit about him lately. I'm not, you know, I am of Christian faith, but I never really listened to anything. I have to say when I, when I was growing up, I wasn't very Mm. interested, Mm. but I'm finding more interesting now that I'm older to go into it through my own lens. Yeah. The lens of religion. So his story actually reveals quite a bit about Mm. the Capricorn journey. Mm. And so we think about him, his father is kind of really well known, (laughs) you know, know? so he is about sort of that uh, inheritance and that, you know, this idea that you, you, things are passed down through the generations, because that's Mm. also Capricorn, like what's being passed down. Mm. Um, Yeah. And also about, you know, sort of the karma too, that's Mm. passed down through the generations Mm. and lineage and responsibility to your lineage. And he did something interesting. He kind of moved away from his roots, mm. right? And he moved away even from his earth family. He mm. went from, you know, having human parents to having God as his father. Mm. So kind of interesting the way the generational thing shows up with him. Mm-hmm. And he was clearly a teacher, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. And interestingly, he like was not respected by his own family. So mm. there's stories about how he actually left his hometown to go preach because no one would listen to him at home. <laughs> you know, that's the journey of Capricorn. They, they're not respected at first and they mm. have to earn it. They've got to build up to it. Mm. And so it can be very frustrating. It could take actually their whole life to get to the point where they feel they've earned the respect mm. that they've always craved. Mm, mm. So I thought it was interesting that he had that situation. Also, yeah. And being a teacher is a very Capricorn thing. He was passing on knowledge, stuff that actually in of itself probably had a lot of integrity. Unfortunately, he maybe didn't have enough Gemini in his chart to write it down. So we get <laughs> it like through all these other, other distortions. Yeah, yeah. The sources that, so it's not exact, we don't know exactly what he said. Mm. Um, but I also want to mention that he, like his great teaching was forgiveness. Yeah. And I thought that was super interesting for, for a Capricorn because it's important for Capricorn to forgive, not mm. like themselves, and others, you know, mm. so like they don't put themselves under too much pressure mm-hmm. and also that they don't take things too seriously because <laughs> you know, it can get very serious. Yeah. And so he was a Capricorn teaching forgiveness and I'm sure he had to learn that lesson himself, you know, mm. the value mm-hmm. of forgiveness, even like his, the fact that his family didn't see him as the prophet that everyone else saw him as. He had to forgive them too. Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And he took on obviously a lot of responsibility. I mean, so much responsibility that he ended up taking responsibility for, as the story goes, human karma. So Mm. it's interesting to think of him as, he's he's the son to the son, son, like, you Mm. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I have a feeling that his teachings will probably like really amp up. Mm. I have a feeling, like, you know, the fact that this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in 
Aquarius, which is bringing in mm-hmm. ideas of the future, happened right at the solstice, December solstice. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when the sun is moving into Capricorn. I wonder, and maybe we'll we'll actually be able to access somehow his teachings in a more direct way. Mm. Some book is uncovered from the Earths or something. Yeah, or maybe people just finally get it. Christ consciousness. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just move from the heart and from love and forgiveness. And that those principles, because that's what you know, Aquarius is, it's all about principles. Mm. So those principles maybe will come to light more than all the rest of the stories, even the crucifixion and the resurrection. Maybe mm-hmm. we drop those and we just understand really his teachings were just basically about forgiveness. Yeah. And loving others as you would want to be loved yourself, which is a pretty right. simple concept. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. see. You know, I've heard, I don't know where I heard this, the idea that Jesus is actually uh, Pisces. You ever heard this? He is quite associated with the archetype of Pisces. And yeah, yeah, do you think that that's just because what Easter and stuff is around that time? Or like, I don't know where I heard that or why why that was something. Um, No, Pisces is is before before Easter. Maybe just the archetype of Pisces then. Yeah, because Pisces is the healer Mm. and it's the one who will heal everyone. Mm-hmm. And who works from, you know, ultimate compassion and mm. love and openness and unity consciousness. Mm-hmm. So he was actually, so he was born around the um, beginning of the age of Pisces. Sorry, my brain is starting to work right now. I told you I've gone very <laughs> right brain. My left brain is back. So <laughs> the birth of Christ was around the beginning of the age of Pisces. So the age of Pisces refers to the constellation of Pisces. And mm-hmm. it's very confusing because we call, you know, astronomers call the constellations by the same names that astrologers call the signs, but they're mm-hmm. not the same thing. So around the time of his birth, the sun at the uh, March equinox, mm-hmm. behind the sun was started to rise, like you would see the constellation of Pisces. Mm-hmm. So that's why they associate him with Pisces. Uh, okay. Okay, so he was the age of Pisces. So now we are slowly moving into the age of Aquarius, which means that when the sun comes up at zero Aries, mm-hmm. we're seeing more and more of the constellation of, Aqua- of, uh, of the water bearer. Right. So actually it should be the age of the water bearer, not the age of Aquarius, but because it gets confusing there because it's the constellation of the water bearer mm-hmm. that's behind the equinox. Yeah. Well, that's confusing though also because... As I understand the zodiac wheel, it would go Pisces, Aries, but based on, I guess, the way the sky right. is moving. Exactly. is the reverse. So it's going Pisces. Yes, we, yes exactly. Or Pisces, water bearer, sea goat, right? Like Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, you got it. Uh, I know. School's going to be I, rough. You listen, it's endless. Like, like, especially when you like, it's one thing to look at a chart, a piece of paper. Then when you add in the actual mm. movement of mm. the stars and the constellations, it, yeah, it can get confusing. And I see constantly on social media, people posting stuff that is, is incorrect. Oh man, that slays me because I mean, how do you get the trusted sources unless you can look up in the sky and tell for yourself? Like that's so much of why I want to get more. Yeah. Or, or you have to go to, um, sources that actually Understand. have a background in the night sky because most yeah. people don't have any any training in that right. and at the at, at, you know in the shamanic school they're that's that's their big thing so mm. it's a great plus 
But I have to say most astrologers have very, very, very little understanding of the actual movement of yeah. the planets and the constellations yeah. and everything. Yeah. Because it's confusing, to be honest. And you know, you know what I find super interesting actually about it is that you can learn something and really understand how things are moving. And then if you don't keep up the knowledge, it vanishes. And all of a sudden you've completely lost it. And, mm. and, I, and I've, you know, I've spoken to many people about this and we all have had the same experience. And I think it's because it's like this very, it's like you know what, something super important to you. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to keep tapping into it to keep it alive. It's not enough just to learn it once. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you have yeah. to keep on like looking out there and, and understanding it and working with it. Otherwise, mm. it just goes. As much as the stars have always been in place in this, like there are shifts that are happening. And even like in consciousness, when you're saying, mm. you know, for example, the Capricorn and how shamanic astrology, it's taking more of the grandma, you know, I mean, like there's yeah. clearly over yeah. time, like it has served its purpose and role in one way. And as a result right. of consciousness and perhaps even the skies themselves are adjusting. So I wouldn't be surprised if as much as you dive into something, if you step away for a second, all of a sudden, one, you lose it, but two, like it's <laughs> lost because something else is coming through and right. something else is coming through. Well, it's in. true. We're, we're never in the same place ever. Mm -hmm. The sky is always shifting. Yeah. And then because the sky sort of shifts in these 26,000 year cycles, <laughs> how, how, how are you going to see it? Like, do you know what right. I mean? Like you have to imagine a lot of it because even if you lived a thousand lifetimes, you still wouldn't see the whole span of it. Right. It's a fun snapshot though. Like I, I appreciate the truths mm. that are coming through as a result of this very like significant speck <laughs> that we right. try yeah. wrap our mind around that is still, you know, exponentially overwhelming and you can never know it all. So. Yeah. And something that's coming to me now, so I'm just going to share it, is that that love as a concept is relatively new on planet earth. We assume that, oh, love, it's always been here, but it hasn't. And so in the span of times, like we're maybe getting to higher, higher vibrations of love because we're mm. actually still just exploring it mm -hmm. and learning what it, what it is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have Capricorn in your chart? I do not, but I have Saturn um, squaring my Venus. Okay. So that okay. does, you know, it does mean that I can be quite self-critical. I like to do a good job. <laughs> when I'm doing creative things. I like to, you know, to work at things, mm. but I don't have it like as a straight out archetype. So mm. the rest of my archetypes are very, not really like Capricorn at all, except maybe my <laughs> Virgo son. So I, yeah, I don't really relate to mm. that. Ooh, duty, responsibility. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Responsibility, what? <laughs> I want to play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. yeah, you, I can't remember. I don't think you have Capricorn. I, well, I have um, my, my south node is Capricorn. Ah, okay. I definitely have a strong influence with regards to that. Mm -hmm. I see in my chart that there's also Lilith, which I really know nothing about Lilith, but it's obviously something that's denoted in there. That's in um, Capricorn, but that's, I know a little bit, but I wouldn't get into it because I only know a little bit, but yeah. it's the, the dark sort of feminine aspect. So pretty much the South Node is the big player there. And I do attract a lot of Capricorns in my life. Well, that's because you have a lot of Cancer. Right. So it's the opposites, right? That's what yes. the deal is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're providing like a nice balance to them and they to you because... Mm -hmm you're all invested in the feelings and the emotions and tapping into people and like, how, you know, how can I serve you 
Like mm. not everybody, but you. And they're like, how can I serve everybody? Mm. <laughs> you know? So mm. yeah, you're a nice counterpoint. And of course, you're going to also, as they're, they're polarities, but they're also connected as householder signs. Like they're, they're very, both of those are very concerned with society and family and institutions that keep people together and bonding and mm. having children. And they're very invested in the generations, Mm-mm-mm. you know? How are we going to keep things going? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised you have a lot of Capricorn. Yeah, I love the Capricorn season. I really do. Last year, I pumped out 55 Space Court episodes in the Capricorn season. You know, <laughs> I wanted amazing. to do sabbatical. I want to do sabbatical <laughs> for six months. And so I was like, okay, let's just call in the, you know, the sea goat and like, let's be in, in my computer for 12 hours a day and... I was, and it was no problem. I enjoyed it very much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like, yeah, well, last year your, yeah, Jupiter was activating your your south node. So it's like, yes, I'm going to work. (laughs) Jupiter and my south node getting together, forget it, folks. Yeah, yeah, but that won't happen again. (laughs) You have to, well, yeah, you have to wait another like 11 years now for that. But there was also Saturn and Capricorn. And so that was, it was a heavy Capricorn vibe. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that's why you were like, yeah, bring it on. Just eating it up, just eating it up. I was, yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, this year I'm I'm definitely excited to call in some of that energy and just really get sorted with regards to like some big things that I want to take on, some responsibilities within like the small community that I'm in. Mm -hmm. It feels good. It feels real good. Yeah. Well, now that the North Node is in Gemini, it's going to be highlighting your ascendant. Mm. So yeah, I can see that you're going to have lots of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> never short, never short of them. That's a fact. Yeah, you know who also has um, ascendant Gemini and a lot of cancer is uh, Marianne Williamson. Oh, nice. That's, that's mm-hmm. a great compliment. Mm-hmm. I- She's um, a quite formidable person and she she has a, a moon in capricorn actually mm. so yeah she's one she's an elder and and she she also was not respected until she was older i mean wow. i don't know if you you know if you read a return to love she talks about mm-hmm. growing up and how what she felt like such an like an oddball an outsider mm. and then eventually she found her place but it took a while you know speaking of cap moons gemini risings amy winehouse is a Capricorn mm. moon, Gemini rising. She's a Virgo sun, but, and I don't know how I know that, but I just saw it recently. And so I made note of that. Um, I don't know so much about her, I have to mm. say, um, other than she's the one who, who died, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess, well, I guess she had this prodigal talent, mm-hmm. right? That just came like bursting out. Moon and moon Capricorn, not likely to become you know, a drug addict. <laughs> like, so she must have had, she must have had a lot of other stuff. Going yeah. Going on in her chart. I mean, always um, important to look under the hood and see what else is going on. folks. <laughs> I think that's, that's a fact. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else with Capricorn or this season, the conjunct worth noting? I find it's very difficult to say like, what's going to happen because I think anything could happen, Mm. you know? So I think people should just be prepared, um, you know, to learn flexibility, (laughs) practice Mm. flexibility and like see what ideas come in. I think a big thing is just to focus on principles you want to live by, Mm. especially for the next 
you know, the next 20 years, as Jupiter and Saturn conjunct every 20 years, mm-hmm. is to sort of setting the stage. Yeah, what principles are you living by? What, mm. what are they? And how, like, can you actually commit to them? That's what I'm feeling is important at the moment, because the rest is sort of out of our control. But if we find out what, you know, what do you, what do you want about? Then mm-hmm. just focus on that, because then no matter what happens, you always have that. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what comes up, the answer is I'm, this is my principle. I'm living by this. Yeah, I know what you stand for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And happy holidays to everyone. Yeah, I, that's right. Tis we're the- under massive lockdown where I am, so it's, it's very bizarre. It's interesting, this uh, 2020 coming to a close, all the reflections <laughs> yeah. that are coming up, all of the things that are not happening with regards to traditions or rituals. Um, mm-hmm. Happy New Year to everyone, too. Um, yeah, exciting. Already 2021. 2021. I'm into it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited for 2021. Well, right. you know there's never going to be a dull moment this you know, going forward. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so stay, stay, uh, stay healthy, everyone. Hold your own space. Aquarians are really big on that. Like, don't mess up my vibe. Mm. <laughs> so hold your own space. Have your little bubble around you, your health bubble. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Know your principles, stay healthy, hold your space. Space Chord, Space Chord.